The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. It is hard to believe we are in the month of September. Where has the year gone? But when September starts, that means one thing. It means football is back. College football began last week. We talked about it last week. But in our number two of today's show, we'll be joined by the great Lee Corso of ESPN, a longtime friend, as we conduct college football preview maneuvers. We will also get National Bourbon Heritage Month started with a fine, appropriate bourbon libation. And beginning next week, the entire month, we will be spending on various interviews to celebrate interviews and libations and tastings, celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month through enjoying bourbon samples, and we celebrate all spirits that are American, American distilled spirits, as well as we get set to bring in a fantastic last part of the year, National Bourbon Heritage Month and Cigar Oktoberfest, and then getting ready for year-end maneuvers. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, make America great again, and may the people of Houston recover very quickly. And we will get to some items going on in Houston, specifically as they relate to alpha males. Because what we have witnessed in Houston, of course the entire country, where people stepping up, not only writing checks, but people assisting and coming to Houston's aid and and physically traveling to Houston, and there are just so many examples of alpha males that stepped up, whether they were rescuing people from homes, whether they were bringing their boats to try to help rescue people, whatever it took, the alphas stepped up. And I want to contrast that and compare that with a story I've been sitting on for a while that just was not the appropriate time to bring up because I had too many other things going on. But I think today is appropriate, especially as it relates to the aftermath of the hurricane, Hurricane Harvey and the Harvey flood in Houston and Beaumont, Corpus Christi, the entire southeast uh, portion of Texas. The headline on this story grabbed my attention, and this uh, was from the early part of August. Princeton hiring a certified men's engagement manager to combat aggressive masculinity and challenge gender stereotypes on campus. There is a presumption by all these feminists that when men, when boys, males come out of the womb, they are immediately born rapists. 
They are born sexual predators. That's fact. They believe that. They think it. They live it. They espouse it. They look at us alpha males. They look at all men as we are the enemy. We've kept them down. We're the cause of all their problems. We're the root of all evil. This is what they believe. And specifically, they believe that men, especially on college campuses, are automatic predators. In fact, they believe the presumption should be that every man should be assumed to be a, a sexual predator and to be a violent criminal before you even get to know a, a, a person, a specific man or a specific boy or a specific uh, alpha male. That's what they believe. And this is a perfect example. Princeton is looking to hire an interpersonal violence clinician and men's engagement manager to solve the problem of toxic masculinity. This is the catchphrase that the feminists have been using, toxic masculinity. We have to eliminate toxic masculinity, toxic masculine aggression. We see this and hear this now incessantly. This is their latest shtick, toxic masculinity. Donald Trump is a to displays toxic masculinity. Men in the armed forces display toxic masculinity. Alpha males are displaying toxic masculinity. What nonsense, toxic masculinity. Look, the fact is, and I've said this, and this is, you know this to be true. And I'm going to make this statement. This is a truculent statement, but it's 100% true. Have you ever seen an attractive or pretty feminist? The answer is no, it doesn't exist. Feminists are essentially frustrated women who display masculine behavior. They have masculine looks. I mean, take a look at them. Look at them. They've got goatees. They've got hair on their face, hair under their pits, hair on their legs. They dress like men. I'm telling you, it's fact. There's no such thing as an attractive feminist. So the feminists now are working their way onto the college campuses to battle toxic masculinity. The Princeton job listing calls for expert in women's and gender studies, social work, or similar fields to foster an environment for healthy male social development. If, if the feminists and these nutbags are so interested in healthy male social development, they will allow boys to be boys. They will allow boys to wrestle and play tackle football. They will allow boys to play cops and robbers. They will allow boys to unleash their normal energy instead of trying to restrict them. And, and by saying, oh, you can't play with guns or water guns or cap guns, Ooh, that, that's, you're going to lead to a criminal. You're going to become a criminal. I say by keeping boys down when they're young and by, by repressing normal male behavior patterns when they're young, that they're creating boys that have no idea how to deal with negative things that happen in their lives, that don't know how to deal when things don't go their way. So what happens? Instead of just saying, hey, it's not going my way, I'm going to work harder, what happens? They snap and they go up and they shoot their school, they shoot movie theaters. This is what we are seeing on a regular basis. It never happened when we were growing up. And we watched all sorts of violent cartoons. I mean, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. We'd always see Roadrunner drop the uh, anvil on Wile E. Coyote. Did any of us go to a two, three-story, four-story building and drop an anvil on someone else? No. We watched Donald, uh, what was it, Daffy Duck and, and, and um, 
the, the uh, Bugs Bunny commercials where he'd be hunting for webbits. And boom, he'd fire his gun and it would backfire and explode in his face. Did we go out and take guns and, and shoot up people? No. It happened when we started saying, oh, oh, we can't watch those kind of violent cartoons. We can't have boys going out and playing dodgeball and playing tackle football and wrestling and, and cops and robbers. That's when the problems began. So now what they're trying to do is say, oh, this toxic masculinity has to be ended. Now, in Princeton, here's a perfect example. They believe that every man on campus is a potential serial rapist. And so this job will be tasked with preventing interpersonal violence, including sexual harassment, sexual assault, domestic dating violence, and stalking. They also want to enhance awareness and challenge gender stereotypes. Now, this, you're going to love this. They also want to relate to males that they shouldn't be encouraged to act tougher, and they should be, sh they should be encouraged to show more vulnerability. You know what? Let's cue Morris Albert in feelings right now. Let's all be a bunch of wussified betas, because that's exactly what they want to create. And here's the kicker. And I don't believe these figures, by, 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 by the way. I just don't. In the 2000, 2015, 2016 school year, they say that one in four undergraduate women, so 25% of undergraduate women, one in six graduate uh, women, experience sexual misconduct, which includes sexual harassment, sexual assault, dating violence, and or stalking. Now, you say to yourself, wait a minute, a quarter of all undergraduate women Sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, sexual assault, dating violence, stalking. How do they define sexual harassment? Wait for it. Unwelcome jokes or sexist jokes and provides, and, and if somebody, a male provides uh, giving an unwanted gift, that is an example of inappropriate sexual harassment and stalking. So let me get this straight. If you give a woman, you happen to see somebody, a, a woman that you want to, that you find attractive, and you're over at uh, Starbucks on campus, or Dunkin' Donuts, or Tim Hortons, whatever they have, or even just at the cafeteria, and you look and say, please, let me buy you that coffee. And she says, oh, well, thank you, but that's considered sexual harassment, because that's an unwanted gift. Now you're going to classify that in a sexual harassment category? Are you kidding me? Because you're being nice to someone saying, here, let me buy you that cup of coffee. Or, here, let me help you. Your book's dropped. Let me help you. This is the extremes that they have gone. It is absurd. Now, we hear all this talk about toxic masculinity. We hear all this talk about men displaying aggressive behavior. And now let's relate it to what we see happening in Houston, in southeast Texas, and in Galveston, and Corpus Christi. Let's take a look. Now, on my Twitter feed... I retweeted a picture of a man who looks to be, has military fatigues. He could be in the military. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. He looks to be in his probably, uh, I would say in his, I don't know, late 20s, maybe mid to late 30s, carrying a woman and her baby uh, to safety. Now, is that an example of toxic masculinity? The answer is no. The answer is toxic masculinity is another contrived false narrative. It is a false 
promulgated term by the feminists who are angry at them. At Amer- they're angry at the world. They're angry at themselves. They're miserable, lousy people. They're ugly as hell. They could not get a date if their life depended on it. Period. So I ask you, when we see the acts of courage by the men who are risking their own lives, who are driving up in their own boats, alphas who don't need the government telling them to go and help, alphas that say, I'm not going to sit around, I'm going to go out and help. They're lined up miles long with their boats. The Cajun Navy, the Alpha Navy, Alpha uh, Navy as I'm calling them, they're, they're lining up to help. They're carrying people. They're in helicopters. They are, they're, they're getting people out. Here's a picture. There's a great, another picture that I retweeted where it shows a, a white elderly gentleman, a gentleman and a uh, relatively young black man. And the, the black man is helping the elderly gentleman. He's got his arm around him, and he's helping him out. And the headline reads at the top, America in Reality, and it shows him helping. And on the bottom, it says, don't let the media divide us. The media doesn't like that narrative. Because why? They want racial division. They want men to be thought of as uh, toxic uh, masculine men. When in reality, these are people who put aside political labels, who put aside party, who are Americans saying, we are alphas and we are going to help. But yet, we look at this nonsense on college campuses where they're wagging the feminists or wagging their finger at men saying, you are evil, you are displaying toxic, aggressive masculinity, you are all violent rapists, we will assume you are all serial rapists from the time you're born. Well, I say that has been debunked totally, completely, and absolutely by what we see happening in Southeast Texas. It is amazing what happens when a disaster hits an area, how people come together. It is absolutely amazing. And by the way, the media, the lib media is perplexed because Donald Trump, President Trump, is handling this situation well. They've got, they're working closely, the federal government, the executive branch, with the governor of Texas, with FEMA. Everybody's working together. They're all on the same page. What's the worst thing they can find? His wife was wearing pumps going to Air Force uh, or going to Marine One. Of course, she changed her shoes into sneakers, but this is what they've got a nitpick on. And, oh, Donald Trump doesn't display the empathy. Look, Donald Trump isn't a warm and fuzzy guy, per se, like maybe a George W. Bush or whatever, Barack Obama or, or other politicians. That doesn't mean that he is less caring. That doesn't mean he's not doing the job. He's helping people out. But they wanted him to go and put his arm around someone and say, I feel your pain like Bill Clinton. Not everybody's like that. Donald Trump is not like that. His personality is not like that. But he was down there on the spot. He had Vice President Pence down there a couple of days ago. He's going back today to the area, down to the the Texas area. He's on top of things. Is that toxic masculinity that's being displayed by President Trump, by all the volunteers, by the alpha males that are just getting in their cars and boats that are saving people? The answer is absolutely not. Nobody's complaining about this made-up, contrived, toxic masculinity bull nonsense, period. So to the feminists, next time you bring it up for all these pansy-ass college administrators trying to wag your finger that men are evil, that, that men on campus are sexual predators, go screw yourselves. Because when the, when the chips are down, when the, the shiatsu hits the fan, it is the alpha males that rise to the top. The alpha cream rises to the top. 
They don't need government to tell them to get out and help. They don't need somebody to say, hey, could you please help? They just get up and they do it. So I'm proud of those alphas. And to anybody that wants to deride, to be derisive, uh, here we go. This is feelings. Great. Feelings. Yes. Feelings. Wait, it'll calm me down. Feelings. Yes. Donald Trump is going to display his empathy with feelings. Morris Albert. And as an alpha male, I'm going to... I'm going to work on my toxic masculinity. I'm going to hold hands. And after this song by Morris Albert, Feelings, I'm going to sing Kumbaya. And we're going to pass around the peace pipe. All right, enough of Morris Albert, Sergeant Steve. I can't, I can't, that song, oh, I remember when that song came out. I think, what was it, in the 70s or 80s? That is the worst song of all time, Feelings. And especially sung by a wussified beta. If a dame came out and sang it, okay, a little bit different story. Anyway, long story short, I'm proud of the alphas. And next time somebody wants to wag their finger at you and say, men display aggressive, toxic masculinity, you look right at them and say, go screw yourself. Go screw yourself, you ugly feminist. Because when there's a natural disaster, or God forbid something happens and people need help, it is the alphas that rise to the top. I don't see any of these, these feminists who look like men, who dress like men, I don't see them out in Texas helping out. No, they're letting their uh, hair grow on their armpits and the goatee getting longer and longer while they're sitting around having a bud complaining about toxic masculinity. So I say to all you alphas that helped out and to the people of Texas, job well done you should be proud our thoughts are with those people in texas it's been very difficult got another hurricane irma that is we're watching closely let's hope it goes out to sea and does no disruptive damage i am the general you can clearly hear that i am fired up i am proud to be the global alpha male and the clearly american alpha male in chief and i take no nonsense from feminists or wussified betas Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. 
Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Well, I've got to tell you that bad taste happens everywhere, and it happens, unfortunately, even during disasters. I've got to bring this up because Charlie Hebdo, the French satire, uh, uh, satire magazine, that you'll recall back in 2015, a... Uh, Al-Qaeda-linked uh, terrorists went into their offices and killed 12 of the magazine's employees because the magazine mocked the Prophet Muhammad, okay? Now, they have the right to do it, and I'm not disputing their right to do it, uh, or, or whatever they come up with. It can be bad taste, but what I saw this cover, and believe I believe in free speech, so they have the right to do it. I want to make that very, very clear. But it says the... Charlie Hebdo cover has a picture of Nazi flags peeking through the peering through water. You can clearly see it's a flood, and you can see hands that are trying to do the Sig Heil coming through the water. And uh, uh, the in French, the French uh, it, in French it says, "God exists. He drowned all the neo Nazis of Texas." Now I'm going to tell you something. That to me, they have the right to do it. The taste factor on it is atrocious and by the way the french would all be speaking deutsche right now german if it weren't for us the americans that bailed their french lame asses out in world war ii and that's a fact general Patton went through and basically annihilated the germans the nazis but yet de gaulle had to march in and get all the credit he de gaulle was a pansy ass the french are pansy ass Charlie Hebdo, the people that published it, they are pansy ass. They have the right to do it, but go screw yourselves. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the general each month, delivered straight to your door when you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. For just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. At the Cigar Retailers Convention back in July, I, uh, of course, hung around at the Alec Bradley booth with Alan Rubin and, and Ralph Montero, George Sosa. George always good for about four great dirty jokes uh, every time I stop by. And they launched a bunch of new cigars, including the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli. But one of the cigars that really caught my attention that I went goo goo gaga over, that I thought was fantastic, is the brand new Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This is a sequel to their Prensado, but the blend is different, different flavor complexion, but it's a beautiful square press cigar, great feel in the hand, and it uses a Honduran Corojo wrapper a dual binder from Honduras and Nicaragua. Just a beautiful uh, double binder. The filler is Nicaraguan. A, a correction, dual binder, Nicaraguan, Honduras. The filler is Nicaraguan, Honduran as well. A very, very nice cigar. Beautiful band, has a secondary band on there with Lost Art written upon it. Just feels great in the hand. And my first impression when I smoked the cigar and I talked to Ralph Montero, who's instrumental in blending it, he said, look, we wanted to have something with a lot of flavor that was going to be very complex, very unique, different than the original Prensado. This, to me, is just a more, it's just a creamier, nutty flavor with, with all the, the spice of the original Prensado. Very, very pleasant cigar. It comes in five sizes. The Robusto, which I will enjoy today, five inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. Ring gauge, of course, is the diameter of the cigar, and it's expressed and uh, 64 7 inch so 52 64 7 inch 52 ring gauge comes in a grand toro a churchill a torpedo and a double t which is the magnum six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge very very pleasant cigar the cigar is now available i've checked around at retailers it is available for you to purchase suggested retail for the robusto that i have in my hand is in the uh, 950 area very nice cigar, beautiful looking, shiny, oily wrapper. Cannot wait to get my chompers around the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Ma Ma Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. 
Well, today I'm going to go old school. I am going to use some cedar cigar matches that are three and a half inches in length. Just a classic, uh, very elegant way to light your cigar. Tough to do outside, but in the friendly confines of Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, back in the Cigar City of Tampa, we don't have any wind conditions here, so it'll do great. I'll do a great job as I light my Alec Bradley Prinsado Lost Art. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. With my guillotine cutter, let me now break out the cedar cigar match. Very elegant way, again, to light your cigars. I always suggest people at home keep some of these around. All right, I'm going to strike the match. Beautiful. We have combustion. Now, the key with using one of these matches is to make sure you angle it down at about a 45-degree angle so the flame can travel. I will not puff and rotate while I toast the cigar. Hmm. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Great draw. Great aroma. Great notes on the palate. Hmm. Again, I'm only about a third of the way down on this match. Got plenty of time on this. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Let me blow on the end. Very nice. One more touch-up. Mm. Very nice. I gently extinguish the match. And again, that is the beautiful thing about these cedar matches that are three and a half inches in length. You got plenty of time. You light your cigar with a one-inch match, your fingers are burning in about 10 seconds. Not with the cedar cigar match. Very elegant way to light the cigar. All right. Nice few puffs. Hmm. Wow. Now to start off National Bourbon Heritage Month as we celebrate American distilled spirits the entire month, we have to have something special. So without further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. 2015. I spent a day at the Jack Daniels Distillery with the master distiller. Had a great uh, day of tasting various spirits, learning about the distillery, learning about what goes into Jack Daniels. And what I found interesting was while I was touring the barrel houses, it was very interesting in terms of how the placement of the barrels in these three-story barrel houses aging room or barrel aging areas how they affect the flavor of the Jack Daniels of the whiskey because there is no the climate changes there are microclimates within the barrel houses so for example the higher areas get more heat the interior of the barrel houses even on the top shelf on the top rack can get different heat than on the ends so what they try to do is rotate on a regular basis over the number of years that the whiskey is aging in the barrels because again they impart the aroma the taste uh, uh, from the barrels from the from the oak from the charred oak barrels but what happens is even when they rotate them there's still going to be various nuances so Jack Daniels a number of years ago came up with their single barrel program where people can go up companies people can basically buy an entire barrel and a barrel will get you about I think 400 750 milliliter bottles depends based on the angel share 
So in conjunction with Breakthrough Beverage and ABC Wines and Spirits here in the state of Florida, I went and selected my own specially selected for certified alpha male Cigar Dave Jack Daniels single barrel select Tennessee whiskey. I tried initially about samples of 20 barrels that were chosen by the master distiller and the associate distiller because basically I had told them initially what I was looking for. I wanted something that was going to be spicy with some sweetness, with some oakiness that wasn't going to be overpowering. Didn't want anything that was going to go absolutely crazy. So, the samples were brought in front of me, about 20. We started in late morning. We sampled them all. We took notes. And then, after a lunch break, we came back. I narrowed it down to about five. Then I narrowed it down to three. Let my palate rest for just a little bit. And then, we were ready to make the final selection. It was a tough selection. Narrowed it down to two. But one just kept coming up over and over and over. And the barrel that I selected came from the third floor of the aging room, of the aging house, of the, of the barrel uh, aging area, towards the end, which was very interesting. In fact, it is barrel number 15-4880. Barrel 15 48 it was bottled for me on September 3rd. We bottled these. A special nameplate was created. And without any question, the response that we had from people were overwhelming. They sold out. I mean, we thought it was going to take probably three months to sell out. I think we sold them out in about three weeks. Initially, we were going to have them in about 20 different ABC wine and spirit stores. I think they'd only made it to four, and they were sold out. So I'm going to open it up right now. I don't have much left. I can tell you I probably got out of 750 milliliters. I may have about 125 milliliters left. I'm going to pour this into my snifter, my whiskey snifter, and just take a little bit. Again, I should say that I've got this bottle and another one that I'm not going to open up for a number of years. I'm going to swirl this around. Now, the proof on this is 94. They cut it down. Now, the one thing about the single barrel select is because even though the 94 proof isn't earth-shattering, it's, it's, it's heavier than normal, but because of the way that the barrel is aged, because of the it's, it comes out at barrel strength initially, it just gives you a lot more flavor on the palate than the regular Jack, which is mixed with multiple barrels. So, I'm going to say cheers. Wow, notes of maple, little vanilla, ooh, little honey. Wow, take a sip here. Oh, mmm. Ah. On the patented CDWF Cigar Day Warm Factor, this is. A 9.25. A lot of warmth. I'm feeling it down my esophagus right now as it goes into the stomach. Nice sweetness. A little bit of the oakiness, not overpowering. A little bit of spice. But everything is so balanced on this that this is why I kept coming to this particular barrel. When I, I just, again, I, and I remember saying with the folks that we were testing with, I said, look, 
This one just keeps popping up, but I want to make sure that I give all the barrels the proper amount of attention, which I did. But this one just kept coming up. Not available anymore. It is sold out, but we will send out a picture. I felt that the special, specially selected by me, certified alpha male Jack Daniels single barrel select was the way to get the 2017 National Bourbon Heritage Month celebratory maneuvers underway. I'll take another sip. Mm. Outstanding. And I say cheers to all of you. And I raise the glass to all the people of Texas. We hope that you will get your lives back to a somewhat normal. It's not going to be normal for a while, but we hope that you are safe and we hope that you get your lives back to normal. The aid and assistance comes in and that you can somehow rebuild bigger, better, and stronger than prior to Hurricane Harvey. So we now have our cigar. We've got our libation. When we come back, I've got a couple other items I want to get to, including a big story, the big change at the top of Davidoff. Hans Christian Oishgard has left Davidoff, did a fantastic job over about a six, seven-year period. So we will get to that, get to a few other items. Hour number two, we'll be joined by the great Lee Corso, ESPN College Football Game Day analyst, longtime friend of the Cigar Dave Show for our college football preview maneuvers. We have we will have a great time. We take that, we recorded that earlier this week because Lee, obviously today being Saturday, already at the venue site of where today's game that they're uh, featuring on game day will be. But we talked to him on Tuesday afternoon, and we spent an hour together and just had a lot of laughs. I know you will enjoy it. So make sure you have your cigar lit. Make sure that you have your Jack Daniels single barrel or whatever libation you have to celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. Get in your favorite chair. Prop up your feet, turn your TV on, watch the football games, but make sure the volume's down while you listen to us. Throw a steak on the grill and enjoy alpha male pleasure maneuvers. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. general has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Lee Corso of ESPN will join us in the next hour, the entire hour, for our college football preview. A lot of fun with him. We recorded it uh, earlier this week. Now, last uh, Thursday night, college football game day was at uh, Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana for the Ohio State at Indiana football game. And Indiana played them tough. They were leading at the half, and I my hopes were high because I like to see the Buckeyes get upset. But unfortunately, in the third quarter, late third quarter, two key plays by Ohio State. That was the end of that, 49-21. But Lee Corso, who was the head coach at Indiana from 1973 to 1982, first time he'd been back to Indiana since that time, very well thought of, highly regarded, had some big wins while he was there, including one big upset over Kentucky. And last night on ES or Thursday night on ESPN College Game Day, Lee got emotional. So we want to go ahead and play that audio cut. I've been involved with football as a player, as a coach, and now on television for 64 years. 64 years, and I was looking for a moment that I remembered would jump on me, and let me tell you, it happened here in Indiana. It was a game. It was Indiana against K- Kentucky, at Kentucky. The score was 30-30. It was, we ride the ball on the 30-yard line, and fourth down, 20 seconds to go to gun. We call a split in, post corner. It ran a perfect route. Bing, boom, he turned the defensive back around and clipped through the ball. And he caught the ball for a touchdown. A winning touchdown. 36, Indiana, 30, Kentucky. You know who was that split in? My son, Steve. And you know who's right here behind you, coach? All of these players who want to share this night with you, all of these guys. Come on in there, guys. <laughs> Dio and some of the guys working in the Indiana administration. It doesn't get better, that boy. My son Steve caught the winning touchdown pass. And by the way, happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday today, but that was a play, one play that stood out of all 64 years. Wow. That That's one, cool. one, one moment gives me chills right now. I can't even talk about it. Yeah, that. I can't imagine the emotions for you coming back here, yeah. thinking about memories like that and looking over yeah. here. Look at these guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Remember I told you when a coach dies, he leaves pieces of them in his players. And there's pieces of me right there. All those guys. I Thank you, guys. 
So very nice. Lee Corso at 82, still going strong. And we had a great time. Uh, and I, I know you're going to want to listen to our college football preview with Lee in the second hour. Trust me, it is great. We have a lot of laughs. He loves cigars. And when I went to call him late uh, or late last week and said, hey, Lee, by the way, it's that time of year. And he said, I've been waiting for you to call me. I said, the only reason you're waiting is so you can get your cigars that I send you. He goes, well, that's true, but I also have a good time doing it. So we uh, we talk about his love of cigars and how we met. Just a great guy. And, and uh, every time I watch him, I always get a kick, especially when he goes and uh, selects the mascot, puts the head. But it's amazing how popular he is on campuses with students that are 60, 65 years younger than he is. So Lee Corso will join us in our number two. Big changes at Davidoff. Big changes. Hans Christian Oishgard, who had been the CEO since 2011, as well as the chairman of the board, Andreas Schmidt, both left the company last week. In a release, Davidoff said that Domenico Scala, 52, will become chairman of the company, which is headquartered in Basel, Switzerland. And Hans Christian Oishgard will be replaced as CEO by Beat Howenstein, who is the former chief operating officer of the company. Howenstein is 50 years old. Davidoff called the CEO change, and I quote here, part of the ongoing rejuvenation of the company's operational management. Now, in a very tough environment last year, sales were up uh, at Davidoff 8.2%, and in their cigar division, their cigar division grew at a 20% clip in fiscal 2016. And when you think about all the regulations that are going undergoing and, and all the issues taking place here in the United States with the FDA. That is amazing. And under the leadership of uh, Hans Christian Oishgard, who, by the way, is a phenomenal gentleman, wonderful guy. I had the, the, the good fortune of not only getting to know him professionally, but personally. And when he would come to Tampa to their headquarters, we'd go out to dinner and we spent uh, some very very nice evenings smoking cigars enjoying some great Lebanese Middle Eastern food at a place called Biblos Cafe that I go to that he absolutely loved and I thought it was interesting because for the first time he did not attend the cigar retailers convention in July and that was the first tip off to me that something could be going on and under his watch as well as Jim Young who still remains the president of uh, Davidoff of Geneva, USA. They have launched some incredible cigars. He really got Davidoff to get out of this mode of being a very stale and staid company into thinking differently. At one time, all their cigars were from the Dominican Republic. All their cigars used Dominican tobacco. And he got them to think differently and challenged Hanky Kellner, their master blender in the Dominican Republic, and said, Hanky, let's do things differently. And what was their huge hit that came out, I want to say, in 2012 or 2013? The Davidoff Nicaragua. I mean, totally different packaging, look, taste, huge, huge hit. The uh, Davidoff Yamasa, we look at the Winston Churchill that was re relaunched, the Avo Synchro, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Think of the Camacho line that has been totally rejuvenated under the guidance of uh, Jim Young here in, in Florida, as well as Dylan Austin, the brand manager, and uh, Hans Christian Oishgard when he was the CEO over the last uh, six, seven years. Just incredible what they have done. So I am sorry to see him leave. He has said he's going to, he decided to leave the company to concentrate on his board and consultancy mandates outside the company. And trust me when I tell you, Hans Christian Oishgard will not be on the open market very long. He's got a long, distinguished business career, 
and uh, led Timex and turned them around. So I guarantee you we will see and hear more from Hans Christian Oysgaard. I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, success to the new incoming chairman and CEO because the folks at Davidoff have really done a great job turning things around. Hour number two, we will be joined by the great Lee Corso of ESPN College Football Preview. Love this time of year. National Football League starts about, uh, what, nine days away. We've got National Bourbon Heritage Month, and next week we'll really kick it up big time and doing a lot of tastings. Great time of year on The Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. This is my favorite time of the year. The heat and humidity starts to break down in the Sunshine State, where I reside in the Cigar City. Football is back. We're getting towards the end of the year, where we get to enjoy bourbon heritage tasting maneuvers. Cigar Oktoberfest maneuvers, and then sparkling wine and champagne tasting maneuvers. It is a busy four months. But for those of you that live in the Northeast, the Midwest, the Upper Northwest, you can feel that crispness in the air. It's starting to get a little cool, but college football, professional football, high school football, every aspect of football is back. I could not be more pleased. And we've got a very special guest that will join us today, front and center. College football preview maneuvers this entire hour on the Cigar Dave Show. And it is our tradition to have a longtime friend on with us. It is our annual tradition. And I'm talking about the great Lee Corso of ESPN. Lee, it is a pleasure and a delight to have you on. I think this is our, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is our 18th year that we have had you on. Hard to believe. Holy mackerel. That's really 18 years? I, I think so. 18, you, 19 years. You, I, I kid you not. Kid you not, Lee. And you, you know, if you paid me, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> you already are, Lee. I see all those commercials that you've been doing. So, hey, Lee, just think about it. Wait a minute. When you were a football coach, did you ever think that college football coaches would be making seven, eight, nine million bucks a year? Oh, man, are you kidding me? They make a lot of money, but they earn it now because of the social media and the pressure put on by the athletic directors to make money. They earn that money. Well, Lee, think about this for a second. When you were coaching, you coached at Louisville and uh, Indiana. Yes. What, what, what was the, yes. the most amount of money you made as a head coach? Do you remember? 75000 
75. I think those guys get that as their, as their car allowance this year, you know, per year. I mean, that's unbelievable. $75,000. It's amazing. What a difference. They get, they, they get it as per diem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's well, per they, diem, what I used to make a, a year. <laughs> that's right. Well, although times have gotten much better for you now that you're at ESPN, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you travel well, and and of course you go to all the uh, venues wherever the big game of the week is, and we see you on ESPN. And and but most importantly, you have a great time doing what you do. It's like stealing. It's like stealing. It, really, I I leave on Thursday morning. I fly first class. I get to the hotel. There's a guy picking me up, takes me in, checking the hotel uh, under an assumed name, and I sit there and I get the room service. And then the next day I have a meeting about 15 minutes long. And the next day I go to the best game of the week and talk football for a couple hours. And then I fly back first class and they pay me. They pay you to do that. Hey, Lee, Lee, it could be worse. They could could send you UPS second day air. I mean, that would really be tough. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I could do that. But I tell you what, it's terrific. I I can't. It's a a great position. I, I love every moment of it. And you can tell that on the air, and 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 I, I have to tell all of our alphas and lieutenants that are listening, the way you hear Lee Corso on the air with me right now is exactly how he is in person. And Lee, I, I love telling the story how we met because it's a classic. When Club ESPN or the ESPN Zone opened at Disney, I yeah. think this was about eighteen years ago. Uh, I yes. was lucky enough to receive an invitation. Uh, uh, T.J. Lambert, good friend who ran the uh, ESPN radio network at the time is a longtime friend. And he said, Dave, I'm, I'm going to send you an invitation. You got to come. So I went over, had a great time. And Brent Musburger was there. You were there. I met all these people. And it was a wonderful evening, great food, great spirits. And, and, uh, and we started talking and you, you know, you, you were very cordial and very friendly, but I didn't know that you liked cigars and you left a little bit early, Lee, you left a little early. I stayed a little bit later. And as I'm walking back towards the parking lot to go to the hotel, I look up and I see this guy in a pair of boxer shorts smoking a cigar (laughs) and who I like, that looks like Lee Corso. And sure enough. Yeah, it is. It is. And so I made contact with you and you love cigars. at the ESPN club. That's Disney right. had the balconies. You could you could smoke a cigar after, and that's exactly what I did. That's exactly right. And ever since then, we had you on, and you've been uh, just extremely cordial, and and we love having you on. It's always a lot of fun, and I know that every year, for you to prep, you go to a very clandestine, classified location at a friend's, I think, uh, uh, retreat or a cottage. Pine Island, Pine, Pine Island, Tampa. I, You're right. I didn't you go, go to this Pine year. Island. I went. Let me tell you what happened. I got up in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, drove over there real nice and slow, and got to Pine Island, and it was really ugly looking. That hurricane hit the same day I went over there. I had to turn around. I turned around and came back. I had breakfast. I drove two and a half hours for breakfast over to Pine Island, and I couldn't stay because the weather was so bad. So I had to do it at my uh, studying at home. Well, Lee, it doesn't matter where you prep because you've got access to all the great materials and information. And you really, people don't realize how much preparation you have to do. I mean, it's not just the kind of thing where you do, you know, a day or two uh, before the season starts. You're doing it on a continuous basis because college football now has become almost a year-round business and a year-round followed sport. 
I really don't. <laughs> don't. We got Wait a, a guy named don't. Chris Felica at ESPN that does that. And he sends it to me, and I read it, and then I talk about it. Is that, uh, Lee, wait, is that ridiculous? What I shot your, your story right down the drain. Uh, you did, but, Lee, what you're supposed to say is <laughs> I do arduous preparation. It is, oh, it is, no, so, it is, it is nonstop. I, you know why? I'm working totally. You know, you know why? I tell you why. Because I lived it. This is about the, you, I've right. lived it. I've been doing this over 30 years, so I've lived most of the preparation has to be done. I've lived situations like it. Yeah, but Lee, even though when you're not technically preparing, <laughs> you really are because you keep up with what's going on in the offseason. You know what's happening. I mean, it's in the news. You can't miss it. You go to any sports page, and especially living in Florida where we live, it is a football mecca, and we've got great – you've got University of Florida, Florida State, You've got USF, which is in the top 25, University of South Florida, University of Central Florida. So we're loaded with with nonstop college football really year-round. I try not to study that. I, <laughs> I'm more concerned with the world than I am with that stuff. That, that's true. And also what, enjoying you, great you cigars. Can, that's true. Yeah, so great cigars. You know, you can read too much, you can study too much, and you get paralysis through analysis. Yeah, that's you, true. You there's, know, there's you, no doubt. you forget what the, the basic thing. But so I, uh, I don't, I don't do as much preparation as you say I do. But it sounds good, Lee. I'm trying to build you up here, my friend. I'm trying to make you look good. I'm trying to really build you up. I'm, I'm doing. You know, a lot of hosts try to tear tear their guests down. I'm trying to build you up. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, it, this is a. Hey, we tell the truth on Cigar Dave Show. That's one that's, thing for sure. That's exactly right. So when I called you, uh, uh, actually, uh, we're recording this because you're going to be traveling when, and actually while we yes. do this show, Saturday noon to 2 Eastern time, obviously football's underway. So when I talk to you, and, and you're great. Every time I call you, even if it's last minute, you're like, no problem. So I called you, uh, what was it, yesterday, and you said, I've been waiting for your call. And I said, you've been waiting yeah. for my call? He's like, you're like, yeah, I, I'm waiting to do the, the preview so I can get my free cigars for the season. Yeah. You know, I, I studied it really about a week ago. I looked and I don't have any more cigars. I said, it's time for Cigar Dave show. That's right. And we'll make sure. I think this year we're going to send you some Gurkha Royal Challenge cigars, which are a nice, mild, Ooh. medium, creamy Ooh. flavored. Super. You're going to love the box these come in, Lee, I'm telling you. So we'll get those Boy. out to you. All right. When we come back and we'll get underway with our college football preview maneuvers with Lee Corso, we will look at all the coaching changes to start with. And then we will take a look at the uh, top 25 rankings. We'll look at conferences. We will look at some key games. I'm telling you, there's some great games that are going to be underway uh, as we speak. So I cannot wait to get to it. Lee Corso, our guest, college football preview maneuvers today on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. USC fight song, and when you hear that, I can just, I can already picture Keith Jackson from the Coliseum in Los Angeles, California, Keith Jackson and Bob Greasy, the USC Trojans against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. I can already hear it, and boy, do we miss the great Keith Jackson. And Lee, I know that, I believe you work with Keith somewhere along the line, ESPN and ABC. I don't think there was anybody better. Maybe Vern Lundquist, they're right in that top-tier category. You put them one, two, and he, they were both great. And most important, they're as good as they were on the air. They were great people off the air. That's very important. Lee, I think that when you are in that college football environment compared to the pros, I think that a lot of the play-by-play announcers, and even you, you thrive being around the youth, the, the, you know, the college students that are on campus. It keeps you youthful. There's something very special about being in that environment different from the pros. And the reason is you never see age. You know, I'm uh, I'm very old now, but I never see age. I haven't been hanging around with older people. I hang around with young people, and I stay young. That's one of the advantages of doing the games in college. No question about it. All right, before we get into looking at some of the coaching changes, what a phenomenal ending to the 2016 season. It took place right here in the Cigar City where I'm located. What an absolutely phenomenal championship game. Alabama-Clemson went right down to the wire. Phenomenal game. I mean, you can't ask for a better national championship. That was a great game, and I'm, I'm surprised at one thing. 
if you told me that Alabama would be ahead and Clemson would be losing and you give Clemson two minutes to catch them, I don't think you'd ever believe you'd ever get a Nick Saban team to Alabama. That Nick Saban and Alabama, they gave up a touchdown. No way. That it should never have happened in the history of football. A defensive coach like Nick Saban gave up to Clemson a touchdown at the end of the game. That was that was the most surprising thing to me. Well, that's why they play the game. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Now let's look at let's look at look at a lot of the changes. First of all, Tom Herman at the University of Texas. I was at Austin yeah. in June. First time I've been to Austin, and my hotel was right across from the stadium, uh, Daryl Royal Stadium on the University of Texas campus. And you look at the stadium; it looks big, but it didn't look that huge. That's what a hundred thousand people in that stadium. Yeah. It, but just what yeah. a phenomenal environment! And Tom Herman now goes to Texas. Program had been down. Should be very interesting with him at the helm. In my opinion, he's got the best chance of making the most uh, a, uh, advantage of taking out. His record was the Texas record last year was five and seven. They returned fifteen stars. They were full of drama, and, and they even lost to Kansas last year. So I think his program, Tom Herman and Texas, is the one program that's got no way to go but up. All right, next. What's interesting is Charlie Strong, who was the coach at Texas, didn't really mesh there for whatever reason. He's now at the University of South Florida. They had a very, very big game last week where they won on the West Coast. But you got to remember, Charlie Strong was 37-15 and 15 at Louisville. He's a damn good coach. I think he's going to do fine at South Florida. Oh, very good. And he left a lot of players there, but they left one player named Quentin Flowers. He's a great quarterback. And the one thing about this, a bit of trivia, Quentin Flowers went to the same high school that I did. Miami really? Jackson High School in Miami, Florida. Quentin Flowers was a quarterback now when I was a quarterback about 50, 60 years ago. He's, that's why he's my favorite. He went to my high school. There, well, there you go. Well, he is a great quarterback, and uh, watching them, they really have got a pretty good offense. And one thing I like about uh, Charlie Strong, he runs clean programs. He did at Louisville. He did at Texas. He's a uh, an upstanding guy. Now, interesting development at Oklahoma. Out of the clear blue, yeah. Bob Stoops in the offseason, months after the season ends, steps down. Lincoln Riley, first-time head coach. I think he was, what, one of the assistants on the staff? But yeah. that was a shocker. Yes, he was. Well, that was a shocker, but I think he's got the most pressure on them. They got a 10-game winning streak going to Oklahoma, and they play Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and Kansas State all on the road. Oh, they got a cream puff schedule, Lee. Come on, the cupcake schedule with that, right? He's got a tough time. He's got a tough time winning in that game. I I say that his program might be the only program I'm not sure – but he might not meet the expectations because that's that's too many good teams they play on the road and his first. Well, not only that, coach. but but Bob Stoops really legendary. I think he's got the all-time winningest record at Oklahoma, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know for sure, but he. I, I think he, he did. I think it's pretty damn close. Wilkinson. But but he's he yeah. Played, yeah I, I think but yeah, I mean, he's been there Wilkinson. for a long time. Yeah, so uh, there are definitely a lot of pro- yeah, eighteen years. years, and that's he's a legend. It's very tough to replace a legend. Now, Willie Taggart goes from the University of South Florida, did a nice job with the program, but for a time, a lot of pressure on Willie at uh, in Tampa at USF. Sure. People thought he was on the way out, but breakout season last year gets him the job on the West Coast at Oregon. 
smart. Win as quick as you can in South Florida and get out of there. And he went to Oregon. And I think, and you remember the coach named Jim Levitt? Used to be the of coach. I, listen, South I knew Florida. Jim. Jim was a great coach. Let me tell you something. Jim was a great coach. He's a great, uh, he's yep. a great defensive coach. And he was a defensive coach at Colorado last year. He's now got Willie's defense on Oregon. He is oh, a hell of a coach, and he will be. Yes, Jim Levitt is the coach that left Oregon and went over to to, uh, to uh, Oregon, and he is uh, Colorado. I love Colorado, Colorado, yeah, Colorado for Oregon. Oregon. Right, right, right. No, yeah. he, he should Maybe be a head coach sometime. He left under some tough circumstances at USF. But I'll yeah. tell you, yeah. he would have been there forever because he built that program from the ground up with no players, and you got to give him credit. Now, looking at Baylor, Baylor had had a ton of issues, a lot of off-the-field issues, but they always had a very explosive offense. Matt Rule now is the quarterback going from Temple, of all places, down to Baylor. Well, Matt Rule did a hell of a job at Tampa. Boy, he, at Temple, he was a great football coach there. Now, he takes over a situation. He's got to be very, very careful how he runs things because they're under the eyes. The NCAAs watch him, and all the college footballs watch him. But he'll do a good job. He'll straighten that program. It might take him one or two years, but Baylor will back, be back up, no question about it. Now, two big names that we were very familiar with, one at Florida International, the other at Florida Atlantic down in the southeast uh, portion of Florida. Butch Davis, you know, been in the NFL, college football, North Carolina, University of Miami. They bring him on at Florida International. And Lane Kiffin, who was uh, at USC in Tennessee for about five minutes at Florida Atlantic. <laughs> if anybody's going to stick around, it's going to be Butch. Lane Kiffin, he's got a one-way ticket out of town if he can get uh, the next job out. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Well, one thing about Lane Kiffin, you know one thing, he's taking all these transfers. It might not right. be this year. He, not, he might not be a good team this year. But the year next year, they're going to be loaded. He's taking these guys that did, for some reason, left other schools and now looking for places, including one with Florida State, and they're all going to be back next year. He, his, his program will be on top. Now, one other name that I want to bring up that maybe doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, the big uh, you know prominence, Jeff Brom. He did a really good job. I think it was at Western Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. He's yeah. now at Purdue. That's yes. a good program, Big Ten. Well, he did a terrific job at Western Kentucky. He was a great quarterback in Louisville. He knows knows the offensive football, and now he's got a chance to go at Purdue. And Purdue has been so bad. In the last three or four years, they've been horrible. They got a chance to really do something good. I'm telling you, Purdue is a is a major job. It could be good. Jeff could do a good job there. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. And then we've got Randy Edsel back at University of Connecticut. You got Jeff Tedford at Fresno State. So we're seeing a number of names kind of going back into college football or kind of shifting jobs. So a lot of changes on the offseason. We've gone over the coaches. We will continue college football preview maneuvers with our guest ESPN analyst Lee Corso. We will take a look at the top 25. We'll look at some key uh, conferences, and then we will get into some predictions as well as looking at some great games to be on the lookout for. You need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. And here it comes, Hail to the Victors, the University of Michigan fight song. Here comes the good part. Michigan, a favorite of Sergeant Steve, even though he's a University of Cincinnati grad. Can't figure that one out. But today at 3.30, and by the way, Lee Corso rejoins us. College football preview maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show. Lee, 3.30 today, number 13 Michigan against number 14 Florida. That is going to be a phenomenal game. It should be a great football game. It's the Big Ten versus the SEC Michigan is a favorite, I can understand, because Florida dismissed a lot of players for this first game. But I like Florida. Let me tell you, Florida is a surprise team in the SEC. They've got good speed, they can run in defense, and they got a new quarterback in Malik Zier from Notre Dame. He transferred there. He could be a great player for them. And they got two specialists, field goal kicker and a punter, that are very good. So watch Michigan upset I might watch Michigan be upset by Florida today. Ooh, well, that's pretty. When you say upset, I mean one's thirteen, one's fourteen. It's pretty close, but that's going to be that's going to be a great game. Now, another great game that we've got, which is uh, let's see, Alabama, Florida State, Alabama number one, Florida State number two. I mean, that could be the national championship right there, and it's going to be the first. You know, it's going to be today. It's going to be tonight. Well, one thing, one thing's for sure. The, the the loser of that game will not be out of the conference race. The losers are not out of the race, but it puts the pressure on them because the loser can't afford to lose another game. The winner is going to be one up on the championship. I like it. It's going to be a great game. 
Florida State's got the athletes and the speed on defense to play and match Alabama. I don't know if they're tough enough to play Alabama and play them tough. All right, let's look at the ESPN Top 25, which I know you had a big hand in, Lee. Uh, number one, Alabama, no surprise. Number two, Florida State. Uh, they had, uh, you know, an okay season last year, but Florida State seems to be primed and ready to go one more time. Yeah, they, they got loaded. I'm telling you, they got the athletes that match Alabama. They got a great quarterback. They got good receivers. They're really, on defense, they got two defensive backs that are good enough to play anywhere in the country. So I think Florida State's got a shot against that number one Alabama. All right, number three, the Ohio State Buckeyes, Urban Meyer. This is what, year four or five for Urban Meyer now? Yeah, he's got he's got a tremendous football team. He, he does a great job of recruiting and coaching them. He's a, he's twenty two and one in away games this year and in his career. Twenty two and one in away games. That's a good good record. And I tell you what, he's got a good football team. He opens with Indiana, and they should be they should be then there. But uh, you never know. It's a, it's a kind of an opening game that could be a trap game for in. But uh, for but uh, Ohio State's got a record of twenty two and one under Urban Meyer in away games. All right, USC is number four. Clemson, the national defending national champion, is number five. You lose to Sean Watson, their leader, their quarterback. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. But they seem to be, you know, pretty loaded as well. But, again, the quarterback, that's the unknown. Well, they can't be as good as they were last year. They had three players that made over 7,000 total yards last year and scored 45 touchdowns. Hello, that's a lot of yardage and a lot of touchdowns gone. So they can't be as good offensively. All right, Penn State, number six. So that kind of surprises me. I knew they were good, but uh, number six, Oklahoma's number seven. New coach there. That's going to be a big question mark. University of Washington, the Huskies are number eight. Wisconsin is nine. Oklahoma State, 10. Auburn, 11. LSU, number 12. I got to tell you, Lee, I love Ed Orgeron. I love his energy. I remember when I was a student, at uh, Syracuse. Actually, I think it was, uh, I, he had, I just graduated, but Ed Orgeron hit some hard times, and Paul Pasqualoni hired him, I think, as the defensive line coach, and he really, his career was resurrected at Syracuse, and when the head coaching job opened up a number of years ago, he actually said, hey, I'd love to go back to Syracuse. They did a lot for me. I love his coaching style. The players love him. I still say USC should have made him the head coach, and they'd probably be in the national championship hunt, or would have been already but Ed Orgeron at LSU, love the guy. Yeah, I do too. He's got a great guy, great personality, a player's coach. He'll do a good job at LSU. The problem at LSU is they don't have a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback in three or four or five years. they got to get a quarterback and develop them. they got everything else they recruit, but they haven't got a quarterback. They don't have one this year. You're right, quarterback. You got to have it. Michigan's 13. Gators are 14. Stanford, number 15. They won their first game. Uh, University of Miami, the Hurricanes are in at number 16. Georgia, 17. Louisville at 18. Kansas State, 19. I got to tell you, Bill Snyder, he's 77 years old. The guy just keeps winning. He's a great football coach, but a wonderful man, too. They get good players, and then they develop them. And they that's why they play the solid 
defense, solid offense, no gimmicks, just foot, good football. All right, Texas is number 20. We talked about the University of South Florida. Yeah. The Bulls are 21. Virginia Tech at 22. TCU, 23. Washington State at number 24. I love Leach. I got to tell you, I love Mike Leach. I'm glad to see they're <laughs> in the top 25. I would love to see him do very well. West Virginia brings it up at 25. And, uh, you know, so overall, look, this is just a preseason poll. You never know what, what happens. A lot of things can change. But if you take a look at a lot of the, the big names that are in this top 25, they're the programs that just keep reloading year in and year out. There's no question. And you like Leach in Washington State. Let me tell you something. A long time in advance, Southern California plays Washington State on a Friday night after about six games in. And I'm telling you one thing. Watch out for Washington State to upset USC, the number one team in the nation, or be one of the teams in the nation. Washington State's got a quarterback. I don't remember his name, but he's got a quarterback that can really throw the football. Falk, Falk, F-A-L-K. He can throw the ball. and Watch out. That's the upset way in advance, I'm telling you right now. All right, Lee, let me ask you. SEC, the best conference? ACC, Pac-10, no who's question. the best conference? The SEC, SEC top to bottom is the best conference. You take the top teams to the bottom teams. Now, the rest of the Pac-12, I mean, the Pac-12 and Big 12 and Big 10 and ACC are catching up with them at the very top. They're creeping up, but they don't catch them up when it comes to the total conference. The total conference of the SEC is the best because they got a lot of good teams and a lot of good teams beat each other during the regular season. Therefore, they're not highly ranked. That's why. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look at some great games to be on the lookout for. we got some barn burners. As Keith Jackson would say, we've got some barn burners to come. So when we come back, we will talk about some of the games that you need to be on the lookout for. We'll also get some predictions and a couple other odds and ends as we continue our college football preview maneuver with the great Lee Corso of ESPN. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. 
for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Down the field, the fight song of my alma mater, Syracuse University. The Syracuse, they're called the Orange, but I call them the Orange Men. And when I was at Syracuse from 82 to 86, the great coach Dick McPherson took the program and brought it to major prominence, a top 10 program. And uh, he was a great guy off the field as he was on the field. And Lee Corso, I want to bring you back in as we... uh, conclude our our final segment concluding our college football preview maneuver with ESPN's Lee Corso I know you knew coach Mack he was a wonderful guy he he intermingled and mingled with all the the uh, the uh, the students at Syracuse I used to go to a place called the varsity to get pizza and wings and get lunch or dinner and he would be there holding court all the time he was a great guy just passed away he really will be missed he was a legend at Syracuse he should have never left Syracuse for the pros He's a leader. He went to New England Patriots. That's he what, did. Remember that? That's that's he, why he left. And uh, it was a mistake. He's a he's a great human being. As much as football coach he was, he was an even better human being. That's what I loved about him. And I'll tell you, everybody in Syracuse, everybody, even if you you were on another, I had friends that say, you know, I'm not a Syracuse yeah. fan. I'm a Penn State fan or a or a West Virginia fan, but I love Coach Mack. You know, his great personality. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he did more to sell that program and and bring in great players because that oh, program sure. was more abound when he came in. And by the time he left, he really it was. A, I mean, I remember that Auburn Syracuse game in the Sugar sure. Bowl. That was what I think Syracuse finished fourth, number four that year. Yeah, he was a great coach, but a great human being. He really was. He will be missed. So rest in peace, Coach Mack. Now, Dino Babers came in last year. It's going to take him a number of years, but he really he reminds me of what Coach Mack did. He's he's rebuilding the program the right way. May take him another year or two to get back to where he wants to get, but I think they're in the right direction under uh, Coach Beavers. And the fact that John Wildhack. Was one of my bosses at ESPN. That's right. Is now the athletic is now the athletic director at uh, Syracuse. He'll give them. He'll do everything he can to help him win. No doubt about it. Hey Lee, you are known on uh, on college football game day for picking the winner of whatever game you're featuring, and you do it with the mascot's head. How did that yeah. tradition start? Well, it started at Ohio State. I was we were sitting on a, a set one time. Hurst Kurt. Kirk and I, and, 
and Brutus the Buckeye walked by, and I said, hey, Kirk, you know, if you could get me that head, and I'll put it on tomorrow, I, everybody knows that I pick Ohio State, and I won't have to say anything. So he got it for me, and the next day, my turn came on, and I put it on in the head, and, and the crowd went crazy, and the truck went crazy, and all the guys at ESPN went crazy. And I said, I think I got myself a stick here. I think I'll do it again. And that's exactly where it started. Yeah, I think you're going to set a record, if I'm not mistaken, or I read something about how many <laughs> you know times you've done it over the years. So there's yeah. some record that's going to be uh, you know that's going to be broken. Now, if we take a look at some key games, some great TV games. First of all, we talked about Alabama, Florida State tonight. That's being played uh, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Florida, Michigan, in Arlington, Texas, as well today, and then uh, on Monday, Georgia Tech, Tennessee. Should be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, it should, should be. I like I like Tennessee. They got a, a really good program. The only thing that worries me about them can they stop the option play of Georgia Tech? That ought to be a really good game, Georgia Tech and Tennessee. All right, here's some other games. September 9th, Oklahoma at Ohio State. Now, depending on how that new coach does, that's going to be a big test for him, no doubt about it. And, and we should we will we, we'll be there, Ohio State. In uh, in Ohio, Oklahoma, we're in Columbus, Ohio. That's our second uh, game day, and that will be where we'll be. Yeah, you're going to be wearing that Buckeye head again. I have a feeling. Number <laughs> number uh, one of the we'll other see. top games. We'll see. Yep. I love. Hey, I love to shoot those guns from Oklahoma. Not so fast, my friend. Not so. Fast. Not so. I use that all. Not so fast, my friend. October 28th, Penn State, Ohio State. Now this could be very oh. interesting. Oh, that that's going to be a good game. The, the Ohio State's got them at home this time. But I tell you what, that Penn State is really loaded, and it should be a terrific game. I like Ohio State in all their home games, especially. They don't lose. They're a pretty good football team there. All right, November 25th, Alabama at Auburn. How's Auburn going to do <laughs> oh, this year? That, that's the game that Alabama's got to watch out. I think Auburn's going to be terrific. they got a guy named Stigman who's a transfer quarterback from Baylor, and he's a good one, and he and they could be the surprise team in the SEC, and could hey that that could be a, a major game upset for Alabama. All right, September 9th, uh, Auburn. A correction: September 9th, Georgia at Notre Dame. That could be it. Yeah. SEC oh. against the independent uh, uh, Fighting Irish. And I, I tell you, never bet against the Irish at home. Even though uh, Georgia will be favored, Coach Kelly is on the hot seat this week, this year. They got to win. So I, I like, I like the Irish in that game because the fact is the Irish play well at home. They're going to have a. They had four and eight season last year, the first losing season in years, and they'll be back. I have a feeling I know where you're going to be November 25th. Ohio State at Michigan. Ooh. That's it. Of all the games in the country, that is the traditional best game because tradition, 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 years and years and years of Ohio State and Michigan make it the best game of the year. And I tell you, for for one game you're going to go see is besides the Army-Navy game, you ought to go see Ohio State-Michigan. 
I love the story that Bo Schembechler, when he was alive, told when he was an assistant at Ohio State with Woody Hayes, and they were on a recruiting trip to Michigan, and they were running low on gas, and so Bo Schembechler pulled into a gas station in Michigan, and Woody Hayes looked at him and said, what the hell are you doing? He said, I'm going to get gas, coach. He said, not in Michigan, you're not. Keep driving till we get to Ohio. (laughs) That was a classic. That's the way he was, boy. Woody was a... The team up north. That's right. He never Uh, did call Michigan. That's right. September 16th, your uh, alma mater will be hosting, uh, your alma mater, Florida State, will be hosting the University of Miami Hurricanes at Doak Campbell Stadium. Always a great rivalry. And I tell you what, that should be a great game because Miami is getting a lot better, and they'll play Florida State and give them all they want. The advantage Florida State has, they got them at home at night and that's a it's a tough place to play and beat them for to say at night until I all right september 16th texas at usc i will be riveted to that game well that texas is a good football team and they're coming back but they've got to travel to usc and usc's got loaded they uh they're they're best, one of the best teams in america all right then we take a look at uh, uh november 4th lsu at alabama I'm going to be rooting LSU, for my boy Ed Orgeron. I can tell LSU, you that. Uh, that's always the best game. And I, uh, I tell you what, LSU's got a chance, but they don't have a quarterback yet. Once they get a quarterback, they'll be one of the best teams in the nation. All right. And in September 9th, we've got a lot of great games right up in the next first few weeks of the season. Stanford at USC. I'll tell you what, Woo! Stanford has been ex- – talk about a tough team. They have done a phenomenal job. I like Stanford. Uh, always a great rivalry. You never know what, what happens in those games. But the but big game is Sam Darn, Darnell, the quarterback from uh, USC. He's a tremendous player, and he throws the ball so well. He makes good plays and some bad plays, but he's the, he's the difference in those teams right there. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, Lee, another game that we got to look at that towards the end of the season, which has such great pomp and circumstance and great tradition – Army Navy, you, yeah, there's yeah. nothing like that game. I mean, even if if both teams aren't great, there's just something so unique about that Army Navy game. I always tell college football fans before they die, they gotta go to an Army Navy game. They gotta see that game. Gotta go to about ten o'clock in the morning and watch the brigade march, march in. Then they watch the midshipmen. Then they watch the mule come in. Then they watch the goat come in. Then the bands come in. Then the president comes in. Both these guys are, and then there's a great game, but it's the only game that the losers and the winners get together and sing the fight song of the other team together. And that, to me, you got to go to one game in your life, you go to Army Navy. I'll tell you what, I love the coach of Navy. I really do. I just stay from Hawaii, I think, originally. And uh, just yes. a phenomenal coach, done a great job with that program. And I've attended Navy games in person in Annapolis. It really is a cool place to catch a game. Ooh, is it ever? I coached right, three now. years there, and I know. Are you coached at Navy? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I three years. As, I was assistant coach at the Naval Academy for three years. And, in fact, Navy helped me get to Louisville, head coaching job. For right, for sure. Did, did not know that. For Navy, I would have got him. Who knows? I did not know that. Okay, national championship yep. game will be January yep. 7th 
Uh, a correction, January 3rd. Oh, wait a minute. I think it is this year in Santa Clara, isn't it? Uh, in No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's going to be at Mercedes-Benz Atlanta. Stadium in Atlanta. January 8th, Atlanta. 2018. Atlanta. Lee, prediction, please. Well, I think, uh, first of all, I th- in the games before that, I think Ohio State will play Alabama in Sugar Bowl, and I think Alabama win that game. Then in the Rose Bowl, USC plays Florida State, and I think USC will win that game. Then USC plays Alabama for the national championship, and I pick fight on. USC to upset Alabama and win the national championship. I would like that, but my prediction, Syracuse against Alabama. Syracuse <laughs> with a humongous upset. We can dream, Lee, can't we? We can dream. Hey, Lee, we appreciate you're, you're you joining. You're on you're on. You must be smoking something besides cigars. Thinking Syracuse is going to get there. <laughs> hey, Lee, as always, I appreciate you coming on for our college football preview movers. We'll send you the, uh, the cigars. Have a great season. We'll talk to you before the end of the year. You are the best, my friend. Cigar Dave, the general, say, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Happy Labor Day week. Weekend, the national, or correction, whiskey tasting maneuvers start next week.